An Instagram post gets an unexpected boost. A TikTok catches in the algorithm. Sometimes that's all it takes to launch someone into internet fame. But then what? This Blew Up is a new podcast documentary that reveals how social media stardom is made. It's a different kind of fame that's not always as glamorous as it looks. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Alyssa Bereznak. You can listen to This Blew Up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. He will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of it. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Close your legs to married men, trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Who gonna check me, boo? Welcome to Morally Corrupt, a show here on the Ringer Reality TV feed. I am Rachel Lindsay. He is Zach Peter. We're giving you the news of the week. We're giving you a recap of OC, which I thought was fantastic. And next week's episode looks great again. I don't know about you, Zach, but it's the trivial drama to me that makes Housewives what Housewives is. This is this is like peak. These are peak moments for me and some of my favorite, which is what we got in OC this week. That's what we love about Housewives. It's like the trivial drama is what we want. Like, I want to watch them fight over the stupidest things about an IMDb page. Like, this drama is so dumb and so petty and the fights are just, it takes me out of my own world, which is what we want reality TV to be. Fun escapism. And that's what they're bringing, especially with Fancy Pants. She just knows how to deliver. Oh. I have so many thoughts on Heather this week, which we will get to OC in a second. But first, we're going to cover News of the Week. Now, first thing with News of the Week, Kim and Croy, we reported weeks ago that they were getting a divorce. And now I don't even think it's been a month, Zach. They are calling off the divorce. Now this, okay, wait, it has been more than a month. May 12th, they announced that they were getting a divorce. They're now calling it off two months later. And it's not just like, this was a, hey, we're getting a divorce. Oh, we changed our minds. It got so messy these last two months. There have been the wildest allegations of kidnapping, of drug abuse, of, and it's just been so much that I'm shocked. No, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked, shocked Zach. Were you shocked when you heard the news that they were coming back together? I was shocked that they were coming back together. I think I was shocked that they were initially divorcing because everyone's like, what? Kim and Croy? Like, they were supposed to, like, go the distance. She found her fairy tale. And then 
seeing how ugly it got with like the 911 calls and the accusations. And they were coming so hard. He was calling her an unfit mother. She was saying that he was a drug addict because he likes to smoke pot. Like they were just nitpicking every little thing and like exaggerating it to the umpteenth degree. And so to see that they just decided to call it off, you know, it's like last week they were like, fighting tooth and nail and then they went to church on Sunday and then Monday they're like surprise we're back together and I was like what like Jesus is good but I didn't realize Jesus was that good that good I was like okay Jesus give me some give me some of that guess we know where we'll be on Sunday Mm -hmm. those are the kind of miracles that are happening (laughs) this is why I'm not shocked when they announced their divorce I was shocked I was like, oh my gosh, not Kim and Croy. What is happening? We're having so many divorces in this Bravo land world. But then as time went on and the allegations just got so messy and it seemed like every other day, page six was reporting some other news about Kim and Croy. That coupled with the fact that Kim was just on Real Housewives of Atlanta, I believe They have money issues. I believe that they need a new show. Okay. Tardy for the party's gone. Kim's not making any more music. She hasn't been on Atlanta. I think they are trying to make a comeback for a new show. And I think that all of this was a part of their master plan because no one was talking about Kim and Croy. When's the last time we started? We were talking about Kim and Croy. We weren't. And now for two months straight, that's all we've been talking about. You really they think this is a mess- publicity stunt? I do. I do. I mean, this That's is Kim, who wild. also can't admit to the fact that she has had plastic surgery. So I don't trust anything that comes out of Kim's mouth. And I do. I think that they're, we know that they're having money issues. We know that that's yeah. a fact. But I do I believe. Mean, they're getting sued left and right. And these are like hefty bills. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Are you not curious for the cameras to pop up and see what's happening in the life, lives of Kim and Croy and those children. I'm, I want to see it. If Tardy for the Party came on, or what was it called? Don't be Tardy for the Party, whatever. If that show came back, I'd watch it. Yeah. Out of pure even curiosity. Even if it was a new show, even if they got like some sort of spinoff, like Tori and Dean, you know how they had like 5 million different iterations of their reality show? Or mm-hmm. Kendra and Hank when yes. they had like Kendra on top and then just Kendra and then Kendra, you know, Hollywood, real estate. Real estate yeah. <laughs> so I feel like they probably are going to go into that direction and just exploit. I mean, she needs to write a book. She needs to go full Tory Spelling at this point, write the books, do the Lifetime special, you know, have him hook up with, you know, somebody else and then expose it on the show. Like we just... I, we need a resurgence of a Tori and Dean. And I feel like Kim and Croy can be the modern day Tori and Dean. Yes, they can. And I'm also convinced that all these Bravo celebrities are watching the power that, that I, I shouldn't say power, but just, I guess, everything that surrounded the scandal of it all. Mm. I mean, we're talking an Emmy nomination, which we'll get to in News of the Week as well. So... I think they're watching what happened. They see how messy it got. And they're thinking, how can I capitalize on that as well? Cheating scandal. That's what they should have done. Well, that'll come next, right? Corey hooked up with Kenya. Could you imagine? Oh my gosh, no. Kenya, don't do it. You got enough drama. Speaking of Kenya, speaking of Kenya drama, which it's like, is this even really drama? Okay, we all know that Kenya's, 
ex-husband or they're separated. So I guess they're still married. We all know that Mark Daly is a piece of shit. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. He has made Kendra's life hell when it comes to the divorce, splitting up the assets, you know, when it comes to Brooklyn, what she can film, what she can't film. And here he is at it again. So if you've been keeping up with Atlanta, which I know we haven't covered on the show as of recent because it's been awful. I'm sorry. I'll just say it has been awful. It's been really bad, really bland. And that's not like Atlanta spicy. So we haven't really been covering it, but there was a moment where Marlo and Kenya got into it and Marlo was beating down Kenya's door, trying to get Kenya to open up the door. They were in Birmingham. They're at a hotel and Kenya comes out of the door screaming, yelling, saying, my daughter is inside. This is unacceptable. And it was a whole moment. Well, Mark Daly saw that and Mark Daly filed a motion asking for Kenya to be found in contempt. I guess they have a custody a custody agreement, which allows Brooklyn to be on camera, but that Brooklyn can't be in any type of danger and everything needs to be in the best interest of Brooklyn. And so Mark is claiming that this incident that happened was dangerous. It was inappropriate and it wasn't in the best interest of the child. And so now he's trying to bring Kenya to court. Your thoughts? Petty and just done. Like, (laughs) I don't think Brooklyn was ever in any danger. And also it's even if we want to play in that realm, right? Like let's just for devil's advocate say, okay, she was possibly in danger. It wasn't danger that Kenya put her in. It was danger that somebody else decided to bring to her door, which can happen anywhere at any point in any circumstance. Anybody can walk up. A fan without cameras can walk up to Kenya's door and bang on the door and get rowdy. That's not something that Kenya was in control of. It's not like Kenya took Brooklyn to a party that was in an open space with the cameras and all the ladies there, and then Kenya engaged in some sort of physical altercation with Brooklyn nearby. Marlo yeah. and the girls came to her door and, you know, were banging on the door, but they weren't, there was no physical altercation. There was no physicality aside from the door and a little shouting. And Kenya shut it down very quickly. And she's like, my daughter's here, you got to leave, you know? So there was no danger to Brooklyn in my eyes. I truly believe Mark Daly is jealous of Kenya. and all that she has and the attention that she gets. And I mean, because anytime Housewives is on of Atlanta, Kenya's trending on Twitter. People love Kenya. And I really think that he is, it's, he's made it his mission to bring Kenya down. And this is just another, as you said, petty example of that. And so I hope, I, and I hate this too, because Kenya's obviously now has to spend the money of calling up her lawyer to defend herself against this motion. And it, it's just ridiculous. It's like, Mark, do you want to be on the Housewives or not? Remember when Mark was like kind of in it? He wants to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I hope we never have to talk about Mark Daly again. I'm, I, I'm rooting for Kenya in this. And I hope she, I hope they can finalize this divorce and just move on because I'm, I'm sick of that man. Sick yeah. of hearing about the man. What I'm not sick of hearing about is Vanderpump Rules. And Mm. Vanderpump Rules has been nominated for two Emmys. This is a big deal. You don't really see the type of reality shows that we love nominated for Emmys. But this season of Vanderpump and everything surrounding it just, it took over. Like, it, it was on CNN. The ladies are on The View. They're invited to the White House. It, it's like the news of the scandal just 
penetrated every sector of life. It's wild. So it makes sense that Vanderpump Rules season 10 would be nominated for not one, but two Emmys. So good. I mean, this is the era of Vanderpump Rules. Like, who would have ever thought that in the OG days of Jax and Stassi and Kristen, like, who would have thought we would be here today? Like, also... The one, those of us that were there for the beginning days when it was, you know, the Sheena and Brandy Glanville crossover, we were right. there and we were riding for Vanderpump when it was good then. And then we rode for it when we went through like that season eight transition when they brought in all those new people and we rode through it through season nine. And now we've come into its glory and Vanderpump is having its moment. And congrats to Vanderpump. And think about it, too. Everybody is benefiting off this. You know, it seems like Ariana's in a good place. I always make that disclaimer. You know, like we don't want to relish in everything that she went through surrounding the the scandal of all of it all. But it has revitalized the careers of Kristen, Brittany, and Jax. All of their podcasts are top-rated podcasts. Sheena, Lala, Stassi, all of their podcasts are up, you know, covering all of this. Everybody wants to hear more. They've launched successful businesses. We've seen what's happened with Katie and Ariana and the merch that they've been able to sell. Everybody, even Tom Sandoval, I would argue that he probably has sold out more shows because people are eager to see if he's going to change the lyrics again to address the drama or to see, you know, who might show up or whatever it might be. So everybody is benefiting off this. And now, so is the show with the two Emmys. Now, speaking of people benefiting, maybe we should talk about those who really aren't. Raquel. So we know right now that season 11 has started, which there's already been footage of Sheena yelling at Tom. And I got to say, that didn't excite me because what I don't want to do is keep reliving season 10. I want to move on to season 11 and see where people are picking up the pieces of their life after this whole drama. So when I saw Sheena yelling at Tom, I'm like, okay, fine, but let's not make that the whole theme of season 11. My understanding of Sheena yelling at Tom, it looked like because they were filming, they were all filming at Sir together. The mm-hmm. whole cast was there, Tom and Ariana as well. But it didn't seem like the cast was ready to move forward with Tom just yet. So it seemed like he was upset as to why they didn't just let him back in the group. So Sheena had to like explain to him, like, listen, dude, you screwed Raquel. And like, that's why nobody wants to talk to you. It's going to take a minute before anybody wants to even see you. So you come into Sir thinking you're going to hang out with everybody. Like, not going to happen. I don't ever want to see it happen. This And this is why I just don't see how we can move forward with the cast as it is. Somebody's got to go. We got to have a spinoff show or something. But Raquel has not come back to film season 11. They're saying that she's negotiating her contract, which I'm not, you know, team Raquel. But I will say, I believe in Raquel fighting for getting a lot of money because people want to see her come back. And I think her mental health is a huge issue. I personally don't think she should come back. Let me just put that out there. I think that she really needs to go work on her. I think that she is a lost individual and she should prioritize her mental health over everything. But if she does come back, I believe in her negotiating a huge payday. I don't. And I understand the network fighting back on her because 
I don't see, like you said, somebody has to go. And I don't see of all the players on the table right now, I don't see how she moves forward with anybody because she has no genuine organic connection to anybody. Tom at least has a connection to Tom Schwartz because they have a bar together. So there's still something that's bonding them together. She has no relationships with anybody but Tom, who's already, Sandoval, who's already on an island of his own. What is she really going to give us? If she comes back, people are expecting her to be this diabolical villain that's going to be so good and it's going to be juicy. But it's like she's been in a mental health facility for what, almost three months now. She's not going to come back as some healed woman. She's going to come back as, or she's going to come back as some healed woman. She's not going to come back as some grand villain. You know what I mean? She's going to be a different person. She's going to, and do we, she was boring before that like she was dense and that coming out healed isn't going to make her any more interesting. If anything, it's just going to make her more boring. And that's not what we want to see on reality TV. We want the mess of Jackson Kristen, you know, Vanderpump has always been messy. And that's what made season 10 so great was the mess. Raquel's not going to come back and bring mess if she's coming out of the mental health facility. And then her fighting for more money. I agree. Yes. Get your paycheck. I think she's bitter that she didn't make the money that all of the cast made, but they made a different choice. They chose to lean into the, the trauma, lean into their emotional chaos and film the finale, which Raquel didn't do. She ran and dipped out very early after her scene with Tom Sandoval. She checked herself into a mental health facility. And great, if that's going to be your priority, your priority should be your mental health. And coming back to the show is not good for your mental health. So go take your mental health and go be a kindergarten teacher like you wanted to be. Don't come up in here trying to collect some bag that you think you're entitled to. Because if you wanted the bag, then you should have been there into the, the mud with all that. Sandoval went through it. He went on tour when he was going through it. Ariana went through it. And now she's got Dancing with the Stars and she's got her something about her sandwiches. And listen, they all leaned into it and they're all making their paycheck. So don't sit there and be bitter when you want to talk about your priority being your mental health. Go focus on your mental health and don't come back to the show. If you want more money, take what they're going to give you because at this point, you've you've made yourself disposable because you've missed so much of this season's filming already and you don't have any connections to any of the cast members and you've been off on your Gilligan's Island mental health facility doing your macaroni art that like at this point, I, we don't need her back. Give me one or two scenes and that's all they need to pay her for. Thank you, next. And just like that, I changed my mind. <laughs> I have been convinced just like that. Can I say, could an argument be made? Because you talked about, and you're right, Raquel doesn't have any connections with anyone, not genuine connections. The one person she had, she screwed over. That final scene that we saw with Raquel, you saw Lala saying she didn't know how to feel after seeing that. Because a lot of what people were upset about, obviously, the cheating obviously the deception, but it was also the lack of remorse. She was yeah. always laughing and smiling and it was weird. And it, it, you, she was very cold and that we saw her break in that moment. Do you think there could be a world where not that people feel sorry for her because I would never go on. I would never step out and say that, but that if she comes in so remorseful, so apologetic so I've been working on myself and these are the things that I've realized. And this is where I realized I was damaged. And Tom Sandoval manipulated me, but I played a part as well. Because I think she has to acknowledge that. Is there a world where maybe they could tolerate her? 
Yes. And I I think that's 100% her plan is to come and grovel and take accountability and then flip the whole narrative as he manipulated me. He was telling me what to do. He was grooming me. She's going to use all the buzzwords and do all the things and have all the tears. And she's going to try to beg them to let her back in. If anything, I think she'll probably try to do it with Lala. She'll be like, you know... Lala, I think, had a bit of a soft spot coming out of the reunion where she was like, listen, I feel bad for her. That girl needs help. Like, you can see her break down in that moment and be like, okay, obviously he did have his thumb on her. But it's also like, at what point do we not allow a grown woman to be a grown woman who made choices? She continued to engage in this affair. She continued to deceive Ariana. She continued to have conversations with Ariana on camera. And for me, I'm like, yes, maybe there is some naivete there. But like the accountability is what we need. Like we need to stop allowing everybody to, you know, just pass the buck off onto somebody else without kind of being like, I participated in this too, you know? And so if she were to do that, I want to see her take some accountability, have some genuine remorse. I do think that there is a possibility, but that possibility takes time and takes work. And I don't know if we can fit that in since the season is already taken off and we're filming it and she's still holding out. I believe negotiations were so close to being finalized that she was expected to come on the cast trip to Lake Tahoe next week. Again, I don't know if that's going to be realistic for them because that takes time to repair those relationships. Tom Sandoval's at least been working on trying to repair his relationship with Sheena and his relationship with Schwartz and like, you know, saying nice things about Ariana in, in, in the press. So he's trying and that takes time. And so he's spent several weeks trying. Now we're into filming and I don't know if she has enough time to try and then repair those relationships by the end of the season. Mm. Well, we will see. I am curious to see how she would come back. I do think she will come back. The negotiations will be finalized. What else is she doing? She'll come back. I'm curious to see how it happens. Let's move on to OC. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th. The cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for Adidas and Fenty. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. 
That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. All right, we are still in Big Sky. I didn't even realize that's where they were. We're still in Big Sky. And I feel like we've been here for weeks. But I have to say I'm enjoying it. I'm loving seeing these women together. We talked about that last week. We pick up right where we left off with Gina and Heather in the car. And I believe, but then I kind of changed my mind as I was watching the episode. You know, last week, I loved seeing Heather go after Gina and really say, it's not fair to put all this on Travis. Travis is not your therapist. You should really figure deal with this, not yourself, but just kind of like, don't put this burden on, on Travis. Like you don't want him. You don't want to overwhelm him. You don't want to concern him. I agreed with Heather. Now, as I watch this episode, I kind of changed my mind. Seeing Gina and Travis, once Gina left Big Sky and talked to Travis and seeing that interaction and seeing the way he responded to her, I changed my mind. Where do you stand on that? Do you think it's fair for Gina to talk to Travis about that? Or was Heather more the one? Or was Heather, do you agree with what Heather was saying? I I think I'm exactly with you in the sense that like, I thought Heather made some really good valid points. But then when you see Gina and Travis together and you see their dynamic, you can see that he's not threatened by this. He doesn't have yeah. an ego, you know, which I think was Heather's fear is that, his man ego was going to prevent him from, you know, being able to be that anchor in that rock. And I think to Heather's point, you know, and Heather's been in a relationship for a very long time to Heather's point, like, you know, there are certain relationships or marriages where you can't be everything to your partner. You know, sometimes you do need a little space and a little separation. And maybe Gina and Travis will get to that point later down the line. But where they're at right now, they have such a good, solid foundation with their communication that I think, you know, I can see why she does go to Travis and she does talk to Travis about these things. And it doesn't seem like he's bothered by that, which I think is good and healthy for their relationship. I just hope that it doesn't become codependent. I agree with that as well. I, you know, I've been complaining about Gina, you know, really responding to Jen in a negative way because Jen cheated on her husband and Gina kind of was making it about her and saying, oh, I can't be friends with her. And, you know, it's, it's very triggering. And I'm kind of like, okay, Gina, chill out. I don't think that, that this is necessarily the hill that you need to die on. However, she said something where she said, when you think your life is great and then the rug gets pulled out from beneath you and you always now live in a space of when things are good, you think that could happen to you again. That really resonated with me. And I thought, you know what, Gina, I'm gonna leave you alone because that I can't imagine constantly living in that that space. I can't imagine, you know, my life being a certain way. This is how I think the rest of my life is going to go. We have kids, we have this family, we've moved across the country for one another. We're in this new city. And then all of a sudden you are this whole other person. Yeah. Very scandal. Actually. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. But also like, I think 
part of doing the work is also making that mindset shift because, you know, there's the victimhood and then there's taking back your power. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. Gina's still trying to find her power again without realizing like, yes, things are good. And you have to kind of look at it as like, yes, that was traumatic and the rug got pulled from underneath me. And that was really hard. And yes, that can happen again. But I can get through it again because I got through it last time. And you have to remember, you have that strength and that resilience. And so you have to stop operating from that place of fear of being like, I'm afraid that this is going to happen to me again. And I don't know if I could take it again, but it's like lean into what you have and trust that like, it's all good right now. And if it's not trust that you're going to be okay at the end of it anyway. Yeah. I, and it seems like she kind of said out loud for the maybe for the first time or whatever that she still has more work to do and maybe she's yeah. not over it and maybe she needed that maybe Jen you know maybe it wasn't that she was triggering she helped her realize something it was a realization that came from yeah. it yeah but it was I, the I mirror hope, it opened her up to her shadow work that she needs right, to do right and i do i think she moved on quickly from travis it 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 was when Travis popped up with his three children, it was quick. It was kind of like, whoa, where did this come from? I don't want to say she moved on too quickly. I think that there's a lot of similarities, which even he acknowledged with her family and his family and their background and situation and things that they've gone through. But maybe she did think that she was over her, I can't think of her ex's name, her ex in a way that she wasn't. So, you know, I here's to Gina healing. Time. Yeah. Yes. Here's to here's Gina to- healing. Now. Let's get to the highs and lows, which we got to thank Gina for. Gina's the one who said, this is something that I do with my kids. Every day I say, what was your high and what was your low? And so she decides to bring this to the women as it is their last night in Big Sky. And the moment she introduced it, I knew we were in for a ride, a good ride. But what I was not expecting Cause you know, like I was anticipating, I'm like, okay, well, we've been on this trip with these women. We kind of know what their highs and lows were, or so we thought until they asked Heather, Heather, what's your high and low? Now, Zach, I thought she was going to say her fight with Taylor because naturally that's, we all saw that big blow up where she read Taylor for filth, but instead She says that her low of the trip was feeling excluded from her friendship between Tamara and Shannon. And she says that she tried to knock on the door and she could hear them laughing or talking or whatever. They wouldn't let her in. And so she felt very left out. But those Bravo producers showed us that Heather was just in the room with them before that moment even happened. So what were your thoughts on this? Because I feel like even before this moment, Heather has had real pick-me energy this entire trip and seems does seem jealous of the Tamara and Shannon relationship, even before she mentioned her low. I am fully team Heather on this one. <gasps> I think... No! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I think people are taking it a little too literal of being like, you felt left out because you weren't brought into the bathroom. You were just right there. It's like, yes, but we've all been in those situations where you feel like the third wheel or you feel like you're being left out. 
you know? And I think Heather is in that moment right now where she feels like Shannon and Tamara are coming back together and we have the Trace Amigas energy that's coming back, but they're not necessarily inviting Heather into that. And I get that like they're trying to repair their friendship and they're working on that and they have a deeper connection that they've had for many, many years that to them, that's important. Their friendship and repairing that is their priority right now, not necessarily always including Heather. So I don't think that they're intentionally trying to leave Heather out, but I do think Heather is feeling left out and feeling like she's going to be left or forgotten. And then she's going to be like, what, I'm left with like Gina and Jen and Taylor. And Heather's like, I'm not going to end up on that island away from, you know, Tamara and Shannon. But the reason I think I really resonated with Heather is because she was very clear. This is not a you issue. This is a me issue. I feel left out, but that's for me to work out for myself. I'm not putting blame on you. I'm not, you know, yes, I'm projecting this on you a little bit, but, you know, my low is that I don't feel, I feel like I'm losing, I'm losing my friendships, you know? And I think with her losing her kids right now, because they're going off to college, I think that's where that energy is coming from is people are leaving her. And so, yeah, there is a bit of that pick me energy, but it's because of what she's going through at home. That was beautifully said, Zach. It really (laughs) was. It really was. But I could not disagree with you more. Because Uh I remember... When Tamara was on it before, I remember Heather having this same energy. There's something about her that she's, I I felt this whole time in Big Sky, I was like, she's trying so hard to be in like with even more than Shannon with Tamara. She's trying very, very hard. And it's obvious. And do you remember the first night? where they were like drunkenly Shannon and Tamara were drunkenly falling over each other. And she's, I think she says it in her ITM where she's like, I hope they don't leave me out or, you know, like, Hey guys, remember me, I'm here. And maybe they, they, maybe they are closer, but I feel like you should have enough faith in your own friendships to where separately Heather with Tamara, Heather with Shannon, that you kind of were like, you know what, as Shannon was saying, remember, I'm not a big Shannon fan, but as Shannon was saying, you should be happy because you know how much I have grieved this friendship that we are coming together. And to me, it shows a lack of insecurity from Heather. I think Heather, Shannon and Tamara are the cool kids and Heather wants to be a part of the cool kids. And she feels like the cool kids are leaving her out, but that's her insecurity because they're really not. It really is the three of them and everyone else. And Taylor's not feeling that way. Taylor, honestly, Taylor's just happy that that she gets to be a friend of. Taylor's just happy happy that she's there. She's happy to be there. Gina's not that way. And, and, And I will say too, with that pick me energy, to backtrack a little bit, when Gina was talking to Travis, she's like, Travis, Heather was there for me and Heather said that I shouldn't go to you, but then Heather wasn't there for me. And where was Heather? With Tamara in her lap, trying to be best friends with Tamara and Shannon and leaving Gina to the side. So yeah, this whole thing with Heather to me, I I can't get on board. I can't, I, I love that you did the losing the kids moment and things changing in her life. That was a really good <laughs> like comparison and a way to bring all of it together. But no, Heather has some insecurities. 
And I think the insecurities come from, as you said, her own behavior in the past. I think she knows she has that mean girls exclusion part of her personality that I think she's afraid that the same can be done to her. So it is coming from her deeply insecure place. I don't disagree with that. I just think, you know, she owned it. She's like, this is a Heather problem, not a you guys problem, but we're sharing openly. So let me share. But the Gina thing I do think is right. I think she's focused on giving too much of her energy to fit in with Shannon and Tamara rather than paying attention to her friendship with Gina, which she was so concerned about Gina not exactly. being her friend before. Yeah, exactly. Heather's fun, but she's controlled fun. Shannon yeah. and Tamara are fun, but they're sloppy fun. And yeah. Heather can't let herself loose in that way. And I think that's another reason that it stands out so much of because you see her trying she so badly wants to be rolling on the floor with Shannon and Tamara but she just can't let herself go in that and her fun seems forced compared to Shannon and Tamara I do want to say this is the trivial drama that we were talking about and I want to see this continue I want to see more of this throughout the season I want Heather jealous and I want Tamara and Shannon to be you know two out of the three Trace Amigas which as you pointed out last week I think it was last week, that they had a live show. So mm-hmm. how was Heather feeling about that? Was she in the well, audience? And we have Vicky coming back later this season. So I feel like that's going to trigger Heather big time. And from what I've heard about this season, Heather ends up kind of like on an island by the end of it. Yeah, I see it Which coming. I'm sure makes Taylor feel real good. Taylor's like, ooh, there's an orange opening up. That's right. Taylor's got her hand ready. It is ready. It is willing. It is ready. Other things that happened, we still have like the Tamara Jen drama of it all. But what's new, I guess, is that, you know, when Tamara does reveal to Jen that this is what Ryan said about me. Now, what's interesting that came out. So Tamara last week said Ryan made that comment about how he wanted to fuck her. Tamara made it seem like she heard that. Did she not? Yeah. Were you shocked when she revealed this episode that someone told her and not just someone, Heather Amin? I looked her up, by the way. Did you look her up? Well, they showed a picture of her this week. They showed a picture of her. They all look alike. They all look alike to me, which I find funny. So it's not if Ryan did hit on her, it makes sense. If he said this about Tamara, if he likes Jen, I wouldn't be shocked if he did make a move on Heather. They all look alike. Yeah. Do you think he really said it, though? Because he denied it. And he's like, I didn't say that. He said it. He said it, right? Like, there's no doubt about it. Like, he absolutely said it. And he, like, didn't accidentally send all of his contacts his dick pic. Like, he selected who he wanted to send all that to. How do you accidentally send it to everybody? Yeah, wouldn't your mom get that, too? Like, Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I know when you you have a picture and you want to send it, the people that you text recently might pop up. So you might have sent it all to them, which means you were recently texting Heather. I'm sorry. Heather is not at the top of your contacts. The H is not at the top. So I... You sent it to him. And like Jen, like it, you can very specifically send it to just one person, like which is he, which he said was the intention. Just it was just supposed to go to Jen. But like, I don't know. He was intentionally sending dick pics. And I believe he did make the comment about Tamara. Did you catch when he was like, I mean, yeah, I sent it. But obviously you saw it. Obviously that message was for you. It said, I miss you. 
No, no that's that every fuckboy in every book ever. It didn't say gin. I miss you. It was a dick that said, if she, that said yeah. I miss you. I was like, this guy is such a liar. He absolutely said that about Tamara. He probably meant to send this to Heather to see if she'd get some type of response. Yeah. There's nothing I believe about this man. However, I no. was shocked to see his home because all we knew was that he was constantly living with Jen. And it looks like yeah. he's a really nice home. So I was like, okay, we're getting yeah. a little sneak peek into who Ryan is. Yeah. I don't trust that man. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you get a dick pic and it says, miss you, thinking of you, wishing you were here, just know you were one of a large group of, of, of men or women that is receiving that picture. Because he, but just know he accidentally sent all contact. <laughs> I want more of Ryan because there's I don't always believe an anything. excuse. There's always an excuse. And poor Jen, I just, Jen, I feel like she, she has to see this through because she sacrificed so much for the Ryan of it all. And now, I mean, I know we talked about it before, but she I'm really blew up curious her whole life for this dude. She blew up for her whole life. Dude. She blew up her whole life. So she's got to commit to it. I mean, again, as you pointed out last week, they're selling merch. They're committed to this. Next week, the previews look so good. I'm afraid, though, that we're going to get we're going to have to wait till the final 10 minutes to get to that moment where there's this confrontation at the dinner table between Heather and Gina. And to your point about Heather being an island on on an island by herself, she is pissed off Shannon. And once you've pissed off Shannon, it's really hard to bring Shannon back. Shannon's going to keep this energy through the rest of the season. And Shannon's really upset that Heather used her friendship with Tamara as a low. And so she's already turned Heather against her. I could, I wouldn't be shocked if Tamara did it. And now Gina is like, I don't trust you, that you have my best intentions, that you're, that you really want to be a friend to me. And we're going to see another confrontation in addition to Tamara and uh, Jim, which I'm eager for as well. Also, there was a black woman sitting at the table. Just got to point that out. Are we getting another friend of? <laughs> Never. I don't know who that woman was, but she was in two scenes. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right. That is the recap for OC. You had your news of the week. You guys, we will be back next week where we will also talk about New York. We are getting new Roni next week. I don't know if we'll cover Atlanta. It depends what they're bringing to the table, but we will definitely be covering OC and giving you all the latest news in Bravo land. Guys, have a great day. Have a beautiful weekend. We'll see you next week. 